Hello folks, this is David Opposed on the Matrix. How are you today? This is uh, a great day. It snowed all day today here on and off, uh, but it came down and melted and it's supposed to come down again tonight. And uh, well, we'll see what happens with that. <laughs> when you don't have to drive to work in it anymore, it's really nice, <laughs> you know. When you have to drive 45 minutes up I-5 to go to Salem, my goodness, it was uh, not very good slid around slip sliding away was my song you know what i mean um okay so anyway folks uh i just want to make sure yeah i'm i'm doing on both things okay good uh this is all new to me <clears throat> i'm about a week old when it comes to uh live streaming so uh especially in this format lot more things to do than there was on uh, other formats that I've been on before so um, anyway man you know it was it's weird because there's so much going on out there and around there that I I really didn't anticipate that I would have so much angst today trying to figure out what to talk about um, there's some stuff that I want to save for when Brian and I are on Thursday so I don't want to touch that that's that's for me and him on Thursday you know and um, and there's other stuff that's, uh, I don't know, I didn't think was as important as this. And I, so I went to Natural News and I happened to see an article there and I was like, okay, yeah, now this is the way to go. So, um, what I want to talk about tonight is transhumanism and also, uh, which, which would make a human hybrid. And I also want to talk about alien, um, human hybrids. And uh, the similarities between the two, okay? And now with an alien-human hybrid, of course, you have uh, alien DNA mix being mixed in with human DNA. But with the other one, with the, uh, with the uh, human hybrid, uh, with tra the transhumanism, uh, you have actually, you start out with a human being, and then you add stuff, uh, whether it be mechanical or other DNA material from other animals or whatever. Um, you know, what's funny is that before I started looking into all this stuff way back when, probably about, uh, uh, probably around right around 1999 or so, um, I never thought once about the, the Iliad and the Odyssey, uh, Ulysses and, uh, and all the stuff that I used to read about when I was younger. Uh, we were in, um, oh, what was it, grade school? Oh, no, intermediate school, that's right. We had to read The Iliad and the Odyssey by uh, Homer. And uh, so it talked about a lot of strange creatures in there. There was Medusa, and then there was the Sirens, and and the Cyclops, and, and other animals. Or <laughs> I guess you would call them animals, because if they're not totally human, they are animals, I guess. Anyway, um and that's something I just thought about now. Um, we need to explore in the future. So, uh, anyway. So, yeah, I would think about those things. And then, you know, I, I got into reading about mythology, uh, Zeus and uh, and Hermes and Diana and uh, <laughs> uh, Aphrodite and all the other ones, you know. And, and then, uh, you know, you had your um, your Titans which were Greek, which is Greek, but they had a lot of the attributes that the Nephilim had before the flood and after the flood too, that is. And, um, 
I, I put those two together finally, but, uh, you know, it always fascinated me how the gods came down in Greek mythology and had, or, or brought the women up to heaven with them and uh, had uh, relations with them and created half, half god, half human hybrids. You have the whole Genesis 6 story right there. Um, so, you know, with that in mind, you know, and, and you have a little brief background about how I got into it, and I, I was studying it and things, and, and ever since around 99 or 2000, I've been really getting into it, and especially when it comes to alien-human hybrids, because that it's a fact, folks. You know, they, they abduct people, they kidnap people, and they take them somewhere, whether it's in a UFO or it's deep underground in a deep underground uh, underground military base or whatever. And uh, they perform experiments on them and they take the take the egg from the human female and they take the sperm from the human male. And um, the evidence of that is that they've been putting them together and creating humans, but injecting uh, alien DNA into them, too. So. Or splicing, I should say, is a better word, because if you have more than 46, you're not really a human. But are hybrids really humans? I don't know. Okay. And then you start reading books by David Jacobs and other other people that have uh, looked into this phenomena. And you realize that uh, it's real, even more real than you knew about it before. <clears throat> and there's testimony about how these things are created, how they've gone through a variety of, especially with the alien-human hybrids, how they've gone through um, a variety of different generations in order to arrive at something that looks like it's human. Okay, before, you know, it looked more alien than human, then it looked like right in the middle, smack dab in the middle, uh, maybe with uh, human features, but with alien eyes and a little nose and a slit for a mouth. And and as they went on, you know, it became they became more and more human-looking. And uh, it doesn't mean they're human. They became human-looking, and um, to the point now where where David Jacobs was interviewing people and uh, abductees that uh, were actually advocates for these creatures, uh, because most of the time they were the parents or the uh, they supplied the material, the genetic material for these these children or beings, I should say, because to me children denotes a human human child. Um, so where I'm going here. So, um, yeah, through generations and generations now, um, and, you know, this phenomenon has been going on since, well, it's been going on all through history. Um, David, uh, David Jacobs, uh, Michael Mott wrote a book, um, Cavern Cauldrons and Concealed Creatures, where he explains about how through history, especially in the medieval period, how um, the stories of uh, changelings, uh, changeling children, um, women who were abducted and uh, were gone for days and then came back, but weren't quite the same as they were when they left. Uh, and things like that. A lot of stories in the past. That is an excellent book to read. you got to get that book and read it, folks. It's, it's, it's amazing. It really is. Um, for me, it was, um, I think I only put it down two or three times. When I, I'd start reading it in the morning and reading, read it till dark, <laughs> you know, and it's a two or three day book, maybe. Um, depending on how fast you read. Some people might read it a lot faster than that. But uh, an excellent book, Caverns, Cauldrons, and Concealed Creatures by um, Michael Mott. He's got another uh, another name to his name, but um, I think it's an initial, actually. And uh, But if you look up Michael Mott or with that title, that's the only thing that's near that title. So, 
especially on Amazon. So um, anyway, uh, so through pe- many, many generations now, they finally perfected it. And if you read Jacob's books, uh, Walking Among Us, David Jacobs, um, you see that these things are um, so human-like now that they could pass for a human very easily, okay? But they do have drawbacks. They're, they're naive. Uh, they have, uh, they're just not right. You ever run into somebody that's just not right? Either you feel something that is not right with them, and, and, uh, and, and most of the time when we've met people like that, they've just been humans that are a little strange and off, you know, but who knows now, you know? Uh, maybe we did run into those creatures, but, um, and I also found it interesting that scripture says, uh, in, in scripture, Yeshua tells us to go out and preach the gospel to every creature. Okay. So what would be the, um, the reason if, if, if Yeshua, if Yeshua came and he died for humans because he was a human and he died for humans, uh, because humans were guilty of sin, we uh, our our forefathers sinned in the garden, uh, and forefather and foremother, I should say, uh, sinned in the garden, and so it was mankind's fault that creation was plunged into this matrix that we live in now. So uh, Yeshua had to come as a human to die for humans, to to uh, get us straight with Yahweh, uh, but only if we come to Him and accept His His gift, the free gift of salvation and eternal life. Um, excuse me. So, yeah, he told us to go out and preach to every creature. So why would we preach to people that could not be saved if they're human hybrids? I don't think that they can be saved, but I, I don't think that at, let's really put it this way. When the judgment comes, the last judgment, and these creatures stand with, with other humans that were vile and wicked and with the fallen angels and with um, uh, the Nakash or Satan um, and the Antichrist and everybody. Well, Antichrist is going to be thrown right in the lake of fire. So I'm not even thinking about that. Anyway, um, so when all, none of them can say, you never gave me a chance. You know, even if they don't have a chance, they, just think about it. If you didn't have a chance and you didn't know that. Um, and somebody came up and tried to save your life and you didn't listen to them and you died, it wouldn't be their fault that you died. It wouldn't be the, necessarily God's fault that you died. It, it would be um, your fault that you never accepted the thing that could keep you alive. So with salvation, it's the same way. Okay. Now, we know that they're not going to accept it. Okay. They're just too... They're, they're reprobates. They're they're bastards. The Bible calls them because they're nephilim is what they are, um, and I don't think the nephilim were were savable either. Now you might want to get into that whole thing with uh, yeah, but what if you have nephilim DNA and and stuff like that, and it's been generations back, and I don't want to get into that that thing. If you feel bad about sin, then you probably you probably are a candidate. To be forgiven for your sins, okay. Um, there are there are humans that are not alien human hybrids or whatever that uh, are born to perdition. Adolf Hitler is one right off the bat. Mussolini, uh, Stalin, um, Judas Iscariot. 
It says right in scripture he was born to perdition. The Antichrist is born to perdition. And I think the Antichrist is an alien-human hybrid. Okay, so if he's an alien-human hybrid and he's born to perdition, then everybody else that's an alien-human hybrid is born to perdition. Okay? Um, I mean, it's it's common sense and it's sensical. Um, so, man, we got off on a rabbit trail with that one, or I did. Anyway, um, so... We're going to look at an article today and uh, just kind of give you a scope of what we're going to talk about. There's an article in Natural News. Yeah, I know. There he goes with Natural News again. Well, you know, it's just the way it is, folks. Um, So it's by Timothy Alberno. Yeah, Alberno. Okay. It's titled, Aliens are created are creating hybrids, integrating them into human society. (laughs) That's what I've been saying all along. Well, you read something like that, and it makes you feel good because other people are seeing it. And I know a lot of you see it too, folks, and you write to me sometimes and tell me that. So we're going to look at that, and then we're going to look at something. Um, it says uh, another article in Natural News says the Pentagon advisor seeks to create mind control neuro weapons that would end free thought. Okay, it kind of sounds like it doesn't really apply to what we're going to talk about with the first article, but it does, and you'll see that, okay? Um, and then I'm going to play a video by, uh, I don't know who it's by, but it's, uh, it's a video with Elon Musk and Yuval Harari, both talking about, um, incorporating computer technology or machinery, you might want to put it, um, into humanity or onto humanity or in humanity, <laughs> um, in order to make a better human or even taking the essence of what you are and removing it and putting it into a computerized you or or a computerized machine or a computer i should say i got to get it out of the habit of calling computers machines because when i think of machines i think of a car or i think of something that in a factory that produces something and um no uh a computer is not that it's uh it's an electronic device, almost all all electronic nowadays, anyway, and um, and used to uh, store data and to compute things. So, anyway, so yeah, we're going to look at that video, and then um, if we have time at the end of the show, I want to talk about all the fires that have been going on. Okay, and I'll get into that. I don't want to explain that because if we don't get into it. I can save it for another show. So uh, anyway, let me um, go ahead and oh, I got to assume the position for reading, and that is kind of sitting up straight and uh, a little forward. And so we're going to go into the first article, ladies and gentlemen. It's uh, like I said, Timothy Alberno, stating that aliens are creating hybrids, integrating them into human society. Now that let's see, okay. And as you know, actually, this article was written by Kevin Hughes, but he's talking about Timothy Alberno, talking about that subject. Okay. The tags. I like to read the tags because they're always good. Um, So the tags are alien abduction, aliens, collapse, conspiracy, endgame, gray aliens, (laughs) gay aliens. That would be interesting. Um, an interesting stuff to talk about anyway. Uh, gray aliens, uh, 
Health Ranger, Health Ranger Report, Human Alien Hybrids, or Hybrids, excuse me, and then then the word hybrid. Uh, Mike Adams, Planetary Acquisition, Planetary Invasion, Rule of Secrecy, Terraforming. Timothy Alberno. Okay, and it says this article may contain statements that reflect the opinion of the author. I <laughs> love that. And if you're not, uh, well, you, nobody's looking at this but me, but there's a picture of a, a UFO getting ready to beam some guy with a briefcase up. Um, or abduct him, it would be a better place to put it. Beaming up sounds so Star Trek and, and so um, uh, compliant between both parties. Um Okay, natural news. Author and researcher Timothy Alberno remarked that the alien threat is real, adding that aliens are creating hybrids and integrating them into human society. We do have an alien threat. It is specifically aside from the fallen angel threat it's been, that's been with humanity um, since the beginning. I, I doubt that, but, you know, I mean, it, it's not set aside. It is part of it. Um, he told the Health Ranger Mike Adams during a February 22nd edition of the Health Ranger Report, You have gray aliens who are actively abducting people and creating human-alien hybrids. They are slowly integrating into human society, so these human-alien hybrids integrating into society and perhaps moving their way up the ranks into the military and the government, maybe that's what their purpose is. Interesting, huh? The author and researcher expounded, They look like us, they sound like us for all intents and purposes, and they are us. And I'm going to add to that to a certain degree. Uh, But in actuality, they are not us. Okay. Uh, They are hybrids, and they are not loyal to the human species. They are loyal to basically their makers, the gray aliens. That they... um, that's why I said that human beings are having contact with the gray alien species on a daily basis because of the abduction phenomena. Um, and it says um, in parentheses, related, and it's a link. Um, astrophysicists claim CIA stage force UFO abductions as a psychological warfare experiments. Uh, parentheses. Um, I want to go into something real quick about my beliefs about this. The gray aliens, the reptilian aliens, the insectoids, and the Pleiadians, or the, uh, what are they call the Aryans, um, I believe are all fallen angels. Different degrees of fallen angels, different heights or castes of foreign angels, fa- excuse me, <laughs> fallen angels. And um, so he doesn't seem to agree with that, according to what I just read, anyway. Um, Okay, let's continue with the article. Alberno, known as a modern-day Indiana Jones, added that these gray aliens are operating with the help of an advanced artificial intelligence. These same aliens are also the perpetrators of the alien abduction program. Okay, subtitle, Alien Abduction Program has been going on for decades. According to Alberno, excuse me, Alberino, saying his name wrong the whole time. According to Alberino, people being abducted by aliens is nothing new. He added that such abductions have been reported since the turn of the 20th century, with most occurring in the 40s and 1950s. Okay, I think it was more in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, but whatever. Um, 
the article. Uh, alien abductions are not one-offs. It's a system, highly organized program, he said, stressing that uh, competent researchers have compiled large body of data on the phenomena. Alberino also noted how people are from different walks of life, cultures, and levels of civilization across the planet have the exact same experiences pertaining to alien abduction. That is true. Let's continue. The brighton.com and natural news founder also put his two cents into the issue. Uh, he told Al- Alberino that the gray aliens must be treating Earth like a zoo where they can obtain genetic samples and experiment on the population. Adams lamented that these aliens do not respect the human beings living on the planet. In response, Alberino commented that the gray aliens' objective is planetary acquisition, not just experimentation on humans and human DNA collection. Their ultimate end game is the terraforming of the planet in order to acquire it. Adams concurred uh, with his guest um, comparing the carbon se- sequestration to uh, a terraforming operation to alter the Earth's atmosphere and collapse the human ecosystem. Uh, let's see. It kind of reminds me of that scripture. God will destroy those who destroy the Earth. Okay, back to the article. Uh, moreover, he took note that the entities behind several unidentified flying object UFO encounters are taking a more hostile stance. These aliens have been able to completely shut down nuclear silos, hover over naval ships, and buzz aircraft. Uh, Frequent incidents of flying saucers, extraterrestrial craft, or advanced aerospace vehicles hovering over secret military installations, underground bases, and, and nuclear silos seem to attest to this. It seems that the posture of the phenomena is changing. It's becoming a little more aggressive, a little more hostile. Follow UFO dot news for more news about extraterrestrial beings, uh, alien abduction, and UFOs. Watch the full conversation between Mike Adams and Timothy Alberino below. Okay, we're not going to do that because that usually goes on for about an hour, and I don't want to do that to you guys. So you can go to this article. Uh, it's on uh, Natural News. Our alien hybrid, our alien hybrids are integrating into are integrating them into society. Okay. Aliens creating hybrids are integrating them into society. Okay. Um, and then you can uh, watch the videos down at the bottom of the article or toward the bottom. Okay. So, like I said, my, my contention, and I get this from biblical sources and from secular sources, is that aliens are not from other star systems. You know, it's really funny. I wrote a book about this, folks, by the way. It's called Unholy Communion, uh, the alien abduction phenomena, where it starts and how, where it comes from and how it stops. Okay. And um, doing the research for that book, a lot of interesting things came to my, light in my eyes or my mind, I should say. I knew them already, but they, they kind of fell, all fell in the water like a jigsaw puzzles being put together. And... Um, Yes, these things are, um, they're the fallen angels of old um, that uh, have been with us since the creation of the world, uh, or maybe just after the creation of the world. Um, 
and uh, uh, let's just say the um, the cherubim that was in the garden um, uh, and po- posing as a snake to uh, to fool Eve, so to speak, uh, was not a snake. It was uh, the the word in Hebrew. Uh, that serpent comes from is nakash and it means a, an upright shining creature um not not a snake now whether it became a snake afterwards is another story but it's uh it was cast into the earth um anyway so yeah they've been with us all along and they're deceiving mankind they have been they did before the flood after the flood uh, I think it was Peter who mentioned that a man, uh, that a woman should have a, a male covering over her head. Um, in other words, over her, uh, because of the angels. Because they must have still been doing it at the time that Yeshua walked the earth. Um, anyway, so that kind of takes care of that, but it just goes to show you that they're they're trying to integrate them into society. And the fact that they're trying to terraform the earth, I find that awful interesting. Um, what kind of creature uh, would a fallen angelic um, or a Nephilim, uh, what kind of atmosphere would they live in? Well, they're, they're a corruption of nature and a corruption of uh, spirituality. So they'd have to live in a corrupted society or a corrupted world. And what do we notice going on recently? Um, chemtrails all over the place, okay? And the chemtrails have garbage in them that's fallen to earth, so it's not only polluting the air, it's polluting the ground, it's, it's getting into the plants that we eat, it's getting into the animals that we eat that eat the plants, um, and everything else. So um, it's a corrupted earth. And it has been since the fall of mankind, but it's getting even worse. It's getting, uh, it's not as pristine as it was. It's, it's getting dirty now. It's getting uh, really yucky. And um, so if they want to block the sun out, maybe it's because they can't stand the light. huh? Um, darkness always runs from the light, doesn't it? But if the, if the light is um, dimmed, then the darkness can, or those that live in darkness and like darkness can function more readily out in the open, right? Most of these beings have been assigned to hell, which is, I'm assuming, dark. And um, and they come out, you ever notice that evil always happens more at night? So, um, and these vampires always came out at night, you know, according to folklore. Uh, vampires always come out at night. Uh, the wolf man came out at night. Um, uh, well, Frankenstein was in a dark, dingy castle, but everything that you ever read about him or look at him on a movie, he's out at night. You know, um, the Wendigo comes out at night. Uh, what is it? The um, oh, the thing in West Virginia, the bridge crash. Um, I can't remember it right now. Mothman. Mothman comes out at night or in the dark or darkness. And um, so all of them tend to come out in dark in the darkness because they are of darkness and they can't stand the light. So if you dim the light out a little bit, they can come out during the day, right? Um, so what do we have? So we have um, these... <laughs> these um, half-breeds, so to speak, that um, 
are being placed in, in human society. And, you know, you got to wonder, you know, <laughs> because one of the things that these things are is uh, from reading David Jacobs book is that they're ignorant and they're um, when it comes to tactics and when it comes to uh, nuances and things like that, they're not too smart. Okay, now that may improve uh, with further um, refinement, you know. In other words, the um, the alien human hybrids that come out 10 years from now might be a vast improvement over what's out now, okay. But uh, they don't know manners in public. They, um, they're very loud and boisterous at times. Um, and we've all run into humans that are both that way, but are both those ways. And, um, but, uh, it's almost like, uh, these hybrids are like, uh, children that have been, um, you ever see, uh, young Sheldon, uh, on TV? Um, it's a series with a little boy that's, um, scientifically endowed and he's a genius and everything. And he's going to college. And even though he's going to college, he's still like a little kid. He's ignorant at times and, and, um, not knowing of, of worldly ways and worldly manners and stuff like that. And that's the way these, these beings are from reading that book that David Jacobs put out. Anyway, um, the one thing that um, when, when you read or look at uh, videos or whatever, or you read articles about um, what they're planning on doing, whether it's uh, with their alien-human hybrids or if it's the transhumanism, they, they're, they're trying to form a society where everybody is hooked up. Okay, now, yeah, we're all hooked up through the Internet, but there's times when we walk away from it. <laughs> Hopefully you do. Um, times when we walk away from it, when we're not around it. Like if we go for a hike or we go outside. Now, the younger generation, I can't say that for it because if they're not on the Internet, they're playing games, okay, on, on the Internet or on their little computer games and whatever but um i didn't mean to make light of it by calling it little okay but um anyway um so yeah we walk away we still have uh, an air of freedom about us we have an air of sovereignty about us we can walk away from this stuff and have our own thoughts and nobody knows what they are and they only do if we share it with them um, or if we do something that, you know, <clears throat> physically that kind of uh, shows them what we're into or not into. Um, but uh, so we have a degree of uh, self-regulation, self-thought, um, self-indulgence and things like that. However, but what they're thinking about, if if um, putting us, uh, hooking us up to a, I call it the hive mentality or the collective Okay, I know other people call it that, but, you know, it's me. That's what I call it. Anyway, um, so the hive mentality or the collective, everybody knows what everybody else is doing. And you'll find out that the aliens do that, too. <clears throat> if you read about what the greys do, um, they all think the same. Each one thinks the same. Nobody thinks outside of their own, on their own scope, um, their own free will. And, and the same thing with the, um, the hybrids, or as David uh, Jacobs calls them, the hubrids, human hybrids, hubrids. Um, 
they seem to have be able to communicate with each other telepathically and enable to in, in, in doing that um if one of them were to try to think of something on his own the others would hear it okay so they're hooked up to each other through a central hub or whatever i don't know but um i know i've heard stories about um humans that are abducted and even when they're not abducted what they think the um and i'm going to use the word aliens okay i know they're not but uh, the aliens are able to later on say hey you thought this you thought that um sometimes when they think certain things uh if it's something that doesn't go with what their their mission is um, they feel pain talking about the abductees um the uh the hubrids are able to use many times to speak to humans telepathically or let's just say in the human terms and in, in our vernacular wireless through wireless communications okay um each person has their own little um um network card or uh, wi-fi card <clears throat> or bluetooth if that's what you want to think about um and but there's nothing that filters it uh you know, even now, talking to you, I could shut the microphone off and talk, and you know, it just be it just be me talking out and aloud here, you know. But I turn a microphone on, and everybody hears me. Anybody that tunes in hears me. So, um, oh, that's weird. <laughs> uh, I was I got a picture of me on on the live. Uh, you know live thing but it's like seven seconds behind but it was like frozen for a second and that, that's bizarre and i hope that's not happening that's not good um anyway so this hive mentality thing is, is quite interesting and and think about it if uh let's just say they they take one of uh, elon musk's um the things he's working on you know the um oh that's funny i just looked at it a thousand times today um he's working on a device that they would put like a device under your skin behind your ear but these little threads will go up a vein and into your head okay and it, he's claiming that it'll help everybody you know people that are depressed it could help them and even schizophrenics it could help them and the whole nine yards and my theory about schizophrenia uh, in many cases not all cases but in many cases is that their brains are already wired because they have so much mercury and and um and lead and everything else in head it's their heads are big antennas and anybody could broadcast stuff to them um that could that remains to be seen if it's true or not but it's my theory um so if they make you into a Borg creature or make somebody into a Borg creature, not you, because I, if you're listening to this show, I know you're way too intelligent to allow that to happen. And um, so if somebody were to, you know, become, and I call them uh, human Borgs or Borg humans, and <clears throat> they'll be hooked up to this matrix, a matrix within the matrix, where anything they think everything they think everything they do um every wanted thought that's in their head every pure thought that's in their head 
is going to go back to a computer or a central hub or whatever that thing is going to be. And it's going to know. And that's why I think that when after people get the mark during Revelation and the time of Revelation, um, when I should say when the time of the um, apocalypse happens, um, the people that take the mark, they're not going to be themselves. They're going to be the hive mentality. They're going to they're going to be part of the collective and anything they think, say or do. The people around them are going to be able to hear. And Big Daddy's going to be able to hear. Or should I say the Antichrist? Or the the um, abomination that causes desecration, which is going to be the thing that's set up in the temple. Um, and if you don't worship that thing, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's interesting how there are so many parallels to Revelation in, in the history of what has happened. For instance, um, there's an account or there's a story in the uh, book of Daniel where um, Nebuchadnezzar builds, a, um, builds an image, a very large image in Babylon, and everybody's got to worship it at certain times of the day. And they can't worship, they can't worship their own religion anymore. They have to basically pay homage to Nebuchadnezzar or whatever he set up as an idol, a gigantic idol there. And so um, some of the Daniel and some of his companions were heard praying um, Hebrew prayers uh, to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Yaakov. And, um, and somebody reported them. And that's why Daniel had to go into the lion's den and, uh, and, and things like that um, until... Until again, God saved his uh, saved him from all, from that fate. But um, so anyway, that's what it's that that parallels with the um, the thing that's going to be set up in in a temple in in Israel, and you're going to have to worship that thing whether you're living right there or you're halfway around the world, and they're going to know if you don't do it. Okay, um, let's just say they want you to to um, four times a day, 8, 12, 5, and 8. Okay, let's keep it to a pharmacy schedule here. 8, 12, and 5, 5 and 8. And you miss 12 o'clock. Well, right away, at, at uh, when that period is over, let's say it goes from 12 to 12.30 that you're allowed to worship this thing. Okay, or you're ordered to worship this thing, not allowed. Um, and you forget... And at 8.30, you remember, and you get down to do it, and it's too late. Well, the authorities are going to know that you didn't worship this thing that's sitting in the temple, this image. And they're going to be knocking on your door. And if they're kind, they're going to want to know why. And they'll take an excuse. You know, hey, I was in the bathroom throwing up for the last half hour. I left the vomit in the toilet so you can see it, (laughs) you know. Um, you're really going to have to go through uh, strenuous means in order to be able to get out of doing that, you know, I think anyway. And um, so, and the same thing with Daniel, you know, they had, everybody had to worship at a certain time and you didn't worship anything else. And if you did, you were, well, in Daniel's case, you know, turned into lion food, but that didn't happen, of course. Um, So, 
it's not going to be a, a good thing, folks. You know, people are, and a lot of people are going to adhere to it. Most, almost everybody will, um, out of fear, first of all, and out of allegiance, because this guy is going to, whoever the Antichrist is, and I, I think it's Harari myself, but, you know, who, what do I know? Um, but you have, um, what am I trying to say here? I don't know. It's hard to put some things into words sometimes, you know. But if if he, let's just say he says, I can I can make you live forever. Now, isn't that what the, um, basically, uh, and he'll tell you, you can become a God. And he's already said it. In the video tonight, you're going to see, he's right at the end, he's going to say it. Okay. Shirley McLean. <laughs> Remember her, that nut job? yelling out on the beach and going, I am God, I am God. I think she was slapping her hands up in the air or something, yelling, I am God. <laughs> and um, so she believed it already, but she was uh, God according to what the cosmic Christ told her. And cosmic Christ could be affiliated and probably is with the Antichrist when he comes. But um, so if this guy says he can make you into a God, and he probably will be able to. When you go through this metamorphosis that they're promising, and you become part computer, part machine, first of all, you're going to have an intellect that's out of this world because you're going to be hooked up to the Internet, literally hooked up to it, and you'll know everything, just like God knows everything, okay? Or mimicking that, just like God knows everything, okay? Um, you're going to... Um, you're going to know everybody's thoughts, okay? Um, it's going to eliminate pickup lines, uh, guys and girls. So when you go, if you take the mark and you go to a bar, you know, and you see this girl and she's really good looking, or girls, if you see this guy and he's really good looking, you're going to think that and automatically they're going to know it right away and they're going to turn around. So um, that's I'm not trying to advocate for it, don't get me wrong, but um, it's just going to, it's going to make things different, okay? A lot different than they are right now. And, um, and of course, the authorities are going to know what you're thinking all the time. They're going to know where you are all the time, okay? There's not going to be any sneaking out past curfew time, folks, you know? They're going to know where you are, when you're there, when you're not there, um, the whole nine yards, okay? It's going to make pinpointing people by using their phones obsolete, because you're going to be the, the the thing that's emitting a, a signal and receiving signals, okay? Um, and that might be with what Elon Musk is going to put up in your brain. But um, everything's nothing's going to be sacred for you anymore. No privacy, no thoughts. Um, everybody's going to know where you are, when you are. Um, your friend calls you up on the phone and uh, he won't need a phone actually he'll be able to talk to you Wi-Fi through your brain so forget that analogy that's not even going to work um, so for those of you like or for those not you folks necessarily who are listening to me but for those who like privacy <laughs> nix that idea that's not going to happen um, for you those who who um, think that they have some kind of sovereignty, uh, self-determination, self-will, that's going to all be gone. Okay. You know, with that in mind, uh, why don't we watch the video from um, Harari? 
and um, Elon Musk, and let them explain it to you, okay? And then we can then we can talk about the video after it's over, okay? I think it's only about fifteen or twenty minutes, and uh, so here we go. Suppose you could take your brain and back it up on a, a computer and then run it on the computer. Would your computer be able to think and to feel like a sapiens? And if so, would it be you or would it be somebody else? Would you imagine that one day we would be able to download our human brain capacity into a Optimus? Yes. I think that is, I'm not saying this is, I think th it is possible, I think, to do that. It is possible. Which would be a, a different way of eternal life, because we would also download our personalities into a bot. Yes, we, we could download uh, the things that we believe make ourselves unique. Now, of course, if you're not in a body anymore, that there's definitely going to be some difference there, you know, so... Um, but as far as preserving our memories, um, our, our personality, if you will, uh, we could, I think. What if computer programmers could create an entirely new but digital mind composed of computer code when complete with a sense of self and memories and so forth? If you ran such a program on your computer, would it be a person? If you delete it, could you be charged with murder? What, what's the limitation? What, what is it that um, inhibits human-machine symbiosis? It's the data rate. Uh, so so doing read-write on neurons with tiny electrodes um, have been demonstrated for decades. Um, so. It's not like uh, this is uh, the, the concept is new. The, the, the problem is that there's no product uh, that works well that you can go and uh, and buy. So it's it's all sort of in research labs, right. um, and it's it's not it's uh, like there's always like some cord sticking out of your your head, and it's it's quite gruesome, and it's it's really. Um, that there's no good product uh, mm. that, that, that actually does a good job and is high bandwidth and safe and something you'd actually, that you could buy and would want to buy. We should note that just a few months ago, in April 2013, the European Union decided to make the Blue Brain Project the flagship of European science in the years to come and to give, to donate, 1 billion euros to finance this project. Again, 1 billion euros, not 1 million, 1 billion. The, the, the way to think of the uh, Neuralink device is kind of like a, a Fitbit or an Apple Watch um, that's uh, where we, we, we take out a, a sort of a, a small section of skull about the size of a quarter, um, replace that with uh, what in many ways really is very much like um, uh, a Fitbit Apple Watch or, or some kind of smartwatch thing. We, we have um, put in our FDA application uh, to have the uh, aspirationally do, do the first uh, human implant this year. 
I think you can solve a very wide range of, of brain injuries, including severe depression, uh, morbid obesity, uh, sleep, uh, uh, potentially schizophrenia, like a lot of things that cause right. great stress to people, uh, restoring uh, memory. U.S. intelligence shows China is using advanced technologies like gene editing and brain control weapons to advance its military and to crush dissent. And you see, the difference of this fourth uh, industrial revolution is it doesn't change what you are doing. It changes you if you take a genetic editing, right. uh, just as an example. It's you who exactly. are changed. Yeah. And of yeah. course, this has a big impact on yeah. your identity. Yeah. There's a report from a joint report from the government of the UK and Germany about transhumanism. Mm -hmm. And uh, as you know, this is one of the agendas of the World Economic Forum. That's yeah. not hidden. It's not a conspiracy. Transhumanism. And, and they talk about the RNA vaccines as an entry point, uh, oh, kind of opening that space uh, ethically and otherwise. So that's part of the push for why these particular products is it relates to that transhumanism agenda and the explain the, for anybody who doesn't know transhumanism explain it break it down so transhumanism is the belief is is the technology suite i think is the best way to put it mm -hmm. around the idea of both mechanical and biological modification of humans for improved longevity and performance i think in general tell us a little bit about the study that just came out of sweden that is just so alarming the news is buzzing out of uh, lund university malmo sweden marcus alden is a first author the first demonstration in a human hepatic or liver cell line that the Pfizer vaccine, in fact, reverse transcribes and installs DNA into the human genome. There's going to be a lot of breakthroughs on the medical front, uh, particularly around the synthetic uh, mRNA. Uh, you can basically do anything with uh, synthetic uh, RNA, DNA. Um, it's, really, it's like a computer program. So, I mean, I think with enough, with, with, uh, with effort, that's not too crazy. You could probably stop aging, reverse it if you want. Um, uh, these are, you can basically do it. You can turn someone into a freaking butterfly if you want with the right DNA sequence. Humans are now hackable animals. You know, the, the whole idea that humans have, you know, this, they, they have this soul or spirit and they have free will and nobody knows what's happening inside me. So whatever I choose, whether in the election or whether in the supermarket, this is my free will, that's over. Free will, that's over. That's over. Over. Today, we have the technology to hack human beings on a massive scale. Yeah, I mean, everything is being digitalized. Everything is being monitored. In this time of crisis, you have to follow science. It's often said that you should never allow a good crisis to go to waste because a crisis is an opportunity to also do re good reforms that in normal times people will never agree to. Well, I think maybe in a couple of decades when people look back, the thing they will remember from the COVID crisis is this is the moment when everything went digital. And if, this, is, this was the moment when every, everything became monitored, that we agreed to be surveyed all, all the time, not just in authoritarian machines, but even in democracies. 
And maybe most importantly at all, this was the moment when surveillance started going under the skin. And you see, the difference of this first uh, industrial revolution is it doesn't change what you are doing. It changes you if you take a genetic editing, right. uh, just as an example. It's you who exactly. are changed. Yeah. And of yeah. course, this has a big impact on yeah. your identity. Um, many of the scenarios that I, I outlined before the pandemic, I didn't outline them as a prophecy but just as a possibility. Maybe it will happen. It's not an extremely deadly virus. It's not the Black Death. And look what it's doing to the world. So now just try to think what will be the implications of a much bigger uh, problem like climate change. Also, conceptually, it shows that, um, and here I completely agree with you, Ratko, that it shows you that you can change things on a massive scale. That, um, and again, you can stop all flights. You can lock down entire countries. You can actually do that. And uh, life goes on in some way. And this, uh, I would say, may make us more open to radical ideas about how to deal also with climate change. The COVID-19 crisis could be a really watershed moment, a moment of significant change in the history of surveillance, because surveillance is being revolutionized, transformed from over-the-skin surveillance to under-the-skin surveillance. Previously, governments were collecting data about what we do, who we meet, where we go, what we watch on television. Now, with this epidemic, they increasingly focus on what's happening inside our body. Mm. What's our blood pressure, our body temperature, our, our, our heart rate? And, you know, during the crisis, there is no time to have a, a, a deep public debate about it. Decisions are just being made very, very fast. What does a world look like when it is dominated by super intelligent, but non-conscious algorithms. Sapiens, and it's written by Professor Yuval Noah Harari. Um, and I, I found the book because it was recommended on a book list by uh, Bill Gates and later Barack Obama as one of the most influential books that both of them had read within the last 10 years. So if it was good enough for them, I had to check it out. And it absolutely blew my mind. We are in the process of acquiring divine abilities, of turning us in ourselves into gods. And I mean this in the most literal sense possible. It's not a metaphor. I really sincerely believe you're, you're helping our group get focused on what are the possibilities of the future and some things that we ought to be thinking about. If you think about the abilities of gods according to various mythologies, we are now acquiring these abilities to ourselves. Like um, in the Bible, God is the creator. His chief power is to create. He creates animals and plants and humans according to his wishes. Now we are gaining this power to create life, just like God. And in a way, we even go beyond the biblical God. Because even if you believe the Bible, the only thing God managed to create 
are organic uh, beings. Mm. All these trees and giraffes and humans, they are just organic. But we are now trying to create inorganic entities, inorganic life forms, cyborgs, artificial intelligence, and so forth. If we succeed, and there is a very good chance we will, then very soon we will be beyond the God of the Bible. Mm. I don't want to be in that place. <clears throat> that guy kind of cracked me up. Oh, well, yeah, well, I was uh, looking for a book to read, and uh, I found this book that was uh, recommended by Bill Gates and Barack Obama. Boy, those are two people, folks, that I would not want to read any of the books that they would recommend. You know, I, I wonder if some of the other books were like Das Kapital by, uh, uh, you know, by Marx and... Uh, <laughs> the Communist Manifesto <laughs> and other things too. You know, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, that that man's a moron. I'm sorry, but he is. Uh, as much as Harara, uh, Harara Rivera, um, Yuval Harari is is also. You know, remember when um, when when Eve was uh, being seduced and told to eat the uh, fruit of the tree? What was one of the things that that the uh, Nakash promised her, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, right? Now, what did Satan say in his uh, five wills? The, the fifth of the five wills, and it's uh, five, the five wills are five things that he said that he wanted to achieve. Um, the fifth one is, I will be like the Most High. And then he got Yuval Noah Harari who is saying, like, human beings will surpass God and will be gods. Okay? Lie, lie, and lie. The trinity of lies, separated by about 6,000 years. Um, man, I'm telling you. And you know that Harari, man, I'm telling you, I would like to, if he thinks he's a god, I would like to... Uh, fly him 150, 200 miles out to sea and uh, throw him out of the helicopter or airplane and say, okay, now if you can walk on the water and walk all the way back to San Francisco or Portland or wherever you want to drop him off from, then maybe I'll believe that what you're saying is true. But, but you know, i got to be careful because... If he's um, a representative, or if he's the Antichrist, um, he'll be endowed with a way to do it. <laughs> so um, you don't want to make any promises that you don't want to keep. You know what I mean? Um, now, another article I wanted to read, and the show might go a little long tonight, folks. Uh, not much longer, but um, there's there's a, an article, again, in Natural News. Pentagon advisors seek to create... Mind control neuroweapons that could end free thought. Okay, I'm going to read this, and then we're going to flash back on what we heard about Bill Gates and, um, not Bill Gates, uh, God help me. Um, the, the last video we just saw, especially uh, Elon Musk, okay, because he's the one that's making this thing, this Neuralink that uh, will go into the brain, so... Anyway, I told you the title. It's by J.D. Hayes, H-E-Y-E-S, Tags, Authoritarian, Big Government, Brainwashed, Control, Corruption, DARPA, Deep State, Enslaved, Freedom, 
future tech, or it's future tech, excuse me, globalist government leaders, hidden agenda, insanity, military, military tech, mind control, nanotechnology, um, outrage, propaganda, rule by secrecy, thought control, tyranny, weapons, tech, and Western leaders. Okay, let's get going on this puppy. It's not a very long article, folks. Hallelujah. And praise the Lord for that, because my reader is about done. Okay, it says, uh, it's got a little box here. It says, government, <clears throat> derived from the Latin verb governo or gouverneur. That sounds French to me. Uh, meaning to control. And the Latin noun mens, mentis, meaning mind. Control your mind. <laughs> That's what government means. Wow, I never knew that. I'm going to have to take that picture and plaster it all over the place. Okay, real quick here. Natural news is becoming increasingly apparent um, that the permanent bureaucracy of government is willing to use information war against us, which may not be surprising considering that many of their agents are responsible for setting the news agenda. This has been made evident by the vast psychological operation used in response to COVID-19, as well as the ongoing conflict in Ukraine. These events, which may have seemed accidental at first, now appear to be connected in a more sinister way. Yep. This willingness to use information warfare against its own citizens suggests that the government may be attempting to control the narrative and keep the population in a state of confusion and uncertainty, according to Life's, uh, according to LifeSite News. It is um, yet another example of the dangers posted by an unchecked use of power by the state and its agents. It is also a reminder that we must remain vigilant and consistent uh, and consistently question information in order to ensure that we are not being misled or manipulated. They have both prompted an attempt to shape the feelings, beliefs, and behaviors of entire populations to a point where these populations consider choices harmful if their own health and survival is not only uh, and survival not only as wise but as virtuous. The report said, DARPA, a government agency, has history of turning frightening new ideas into actuality, and one key figure is the start of humanity's potential downfall. It is expected to is expect unexpected individual named Dr. William Casbeer, Casebeer, referred to as Dr. Bill, by his colleagues and fellow supporters of the occult, Dr. James Giordano both of whom we are founders of the Narrative, uh, yeah, Narrative Networks pro project of DARPA. Case Beer has aimed to develop the method of altering people's beliefs through targeted messaging, using media tactics, slogans, symbols, and memes to create a network of narratives that align with the government's agenda and supplant other stories people tell. Ooh, that's scary. The approach aims to protect those in power from being held accountable for failing to meet the reality standards. Initially, 
the project was thought as thought of as propaganda with the ambitious goal of brainwashing entire pop- populations uh, but this was considered impossible however uh, advances in technology are transforming a technique from a mere footnote to a significant concern the emphasis has shifted from the virtual world to uh, physical realm um, to the physical realm excuse me with the fight for reality no longer limited to screens by expanding your brain your ideas LifeSite news continued okay in recent presentations to young military members Giordano who uh, Giordano noted what I am going to hear is not applause at the end of uh, at the end but a stammering but excuse me but a slamming shut of your sphincters with fear that's good okay speaking of future of a future we're at um, most only decades away an experimenter in intelligence control asserted I foresee a time when we shall have the means and and therefore inevitability the temptation to manipulate the behavior intellectual functioning of all the people through environmental and biochemical manipulation of the brain he said uh, quoting former Carter error diplomat Zbigniew Brzezinski's work between the two between two ages America's role in the tectronic era uh, circa 1972 uh, two more paragraphs folks Giordano is promising uh, is promoting a sinister means of controlling minds through uh, deniable technologies such as bioweapons uh, bioweapons comma nanotechnology and remote implantation and extraction of your thoughts through tr- uh, transcranial electronic stimulation interesting um, his enthusiasm for this process is evidence in his use of jargon heavy phrases which he proudly states as a means of creating a new lexicon to precisely define these tools the report said this all shows a disturbing willingness to spread and legitimize the use of such techniques in manipulating the public and exert control uh, these uh, the implications of these technologies being used on a larger scale are troubling and it is essential to remain aware of their potential misuse in an age where technology can be used for both good and bad in essence um, it is essential to remain vigilant and ensure that the power of such tools is not misused the report noted further leaders in the West are no different are no different than the authoritative leaders they regularly denounce in the East they just hide the agenda better hands and that the truth okay that's it um, and the reason I read that is because um, it, it, now we this is like a circular argument here now we're going to go back to what we heard about uh, Elon Musk saying that he would like to put something in people's brains that could um, that could calm. <laughs> I'm glad I was, I was real interesting how he um, he uh, said that um, what was it uh, obesity morbid obesity was uh, actually a uh, uh, what did he call it a um, a brain injury. <laughs> 
Well, I, then most of the people in this country are, are brain injured then because um, I think it's because of what they're putting in the food. But uh, anyway, uh, but uh, he he's pointing something out here that if you where did he say that he said something about electrical stimulation of the brain um, and I can't find it, of course, but um, <clears throat> so he um, he's talking about that. And that's what um, Elon Musk wants to put in people's brains, little uh, electrodes that will go up to different areas of the brain that can control you and control what you think and control you, you want to do now. This really disappoints me about Elon Musk because I really like the guy. <laughs> but if this is what he's planning, he, see, he's got a, the ability and, and the, usually the want and uh, the ability to um, take things and improve on them. Okay. He took the electric, he took the automobile and improved on it by making electric automobiles, very good ones by that fact. And, and, and taking the electric automobile and improving that he, um, He's a, I've got a business where he's got these boring machines and he's made new boring machines that work faster and better than other boring machines. And what I mean by that is he can, these machines go down under the earth and they can, they can bore out tunnels so that the, uh, you know, they can make subways and stuff like that. It's not a machine that bores people to death. Okay. Um, yeah, that machine would be the Biden administration. Um, but uh, anyway, so he took boring machines and made them better. He takes things that are around space flight. It used to be a government thing. Now it's a private concern with Elon Musk. He took space flight and made it better. Uh, interplanetary travel. Nobody's done it except going to the moon. And then that's really, really, um, uh, we don't know if that's true or not. Um, <laughs> uh, but now he wants to go to Mars. Okay, so he's taking space flight and he's making it better. Okay, so now he wants to take human beings who he must see as faulty if he wants to make them better and make them better. Now, I'm wondering if he's going to be one of the first people that gets one of these things put into his head. I mean, if he's the one that does it first, then maybe it has some merit. But I'll bet you, I'll bet you anything that he will not have it done. Okay. Just like the politicians wanted you to take the shot, wanted me to take the shot, but they didn't take it. None of them took it. They, they went through the motions and looked like they took it, but they didn't take it. And then the only one that did take it was um, Gavin Newsom, and it, put, it made him sick <laughs> um, because they didn't give him the right vial. Or, or medication from the right bile. They gave him the, the real shot instead of uh, normal saline. Um, but anyway, so this is another weapon. Because when they got that thing in the head, folks, they can they can activate it to do a whole bunch of things. You know? Yeah, you might cure schizophrenia, but, you know, you might turn a person into a homicidal killer or a Manchurian candidate. You know? Um, you might take a a person that's uh, morbidly obese, like he said, and uh, and find out that they're uh, they believe in Yeshua or 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 Yahweh uh, or you know, and they might 
totally change his mind or if they're not you know true believers that can happen but um or they might be able to convince you that god is bad you know it's it's just the things that they can do if, if people allow that thing to be put into their heads my goodness but that's that i see as a stepping stone the shot was the first stepping stone okay because it puts stuff into us or not us because i didn't take it but it puts stuff into people that uh self-assembling circuitry okay that can actually uh, that actually when it gets warmed um by the human body assembles as as circuitry and, and could probably make a radio within somebody or a transmitter or whatever um, you talk about them wanting to know where the, where you are. They'll know that. All they got to do is, because uh, each each uh, batch of um, of the shot is a batch number, okay? And they wrote down what batch number you got. They wrote it down because they wrote it down on your card, okay? And your the information from your card um, was coalesced and put on a computer somewhere, so. If you took the shot, they, they know exactly where you are at all times of the day. They may know what you're thinking. It might be able to listen in on your conversations. Boy, does this sound like the mark of the beast or what? It's not the mark of the beast, I don't think, because you didn't take it in your right hand or forehead. Okay, well, somebody could argue, well, they put it in their right arm, but what about the people that got it in their left arm, you know? <laughs> um, so it's a precursor. I think it's definitely a precursor. But I don't think it's the actual mark of the beast. They use this basically to see how many people were willing to be duped. Okay, and a whole bunch of people were willing to be duped. And they were willing to be duped because the the restrictions that were placed on people were were crimping their style, so to speak. You know, you can't fly. Well, I was going to go see Aunt Betty this year. I think I'll just get the shot so I can go see her. Or Uncle Joe or Uncle Pete or sister or brother or whatever. You know, and um, so they, sorry about all the hacking, folks. We got a, a sick house here. Um, but uh, so they, you know, they've already brainwashed people so much. I learned a long time ago. My, my dad was a, a good man. He taught me a long time ago. You know, humanity good, government bad. And and I'm going to, let's see, is this up at the top of this page? Yeah, okay. Government, derived from the Latin verb governo or governare, or maybe it's governare, meaning to control, and the Latin noun men, mentis, meaning mind, or mens or mentis, meaning mind. In other words, it means to control the mind. Government means to control the mind. Wow, that is that is an awesome revelation right there. Um, with everything, folks, try to go back to the original languages. Even if you're looking at scripture, do word searches in Hebrew and Greek, okay? It's enriching. It really is. I, I exhort you to do that. So, um, anyway, uh, let's see. So we went through that, we went through that, and um, and graphene oxide, We talk, I talked a little bit about that, how the body uses it to, uh, or actually it uses the body to, to assemble itself, and uh, it does a whole bunch of bad stuff. It cuts up the veins inside, actually that's uh, uh, graphi graphene hydro 
trihydroxide is what does that and uh, some people think that that's the graphene that's in the shots so um, and a doctor in Germany a physicist in Germany uh, said that and he was murdered not long after he went public with it so it makes me wonder if that's the truth um, but if it's if it's metal and uh, if it's got the the ability to to assemble itself and turn itself into circuit boards then uh, that's not a good thing okay um, I remember a, uh, an episode of the Partridge Family when I was a kid where uh, Marcia got uh, braces and she could hear music like a radio station in her mouth. <laughs> well, that's that was kind of a precursor to the shot <laughs> because, uh, you know, but the, the big difference is that Marcia was able to get the braces off after they were done doing what they had to do and it's, the shot never comes out of the body. So... Um, Anyway, folks, uh, what I'm going to do is I, I, I put a lot of ideas out there. I know I did. And um, a lot of brain food out there for people to chew on and, and try to digest. And and uh, and I hope that, folks, I really hope that I spur at least some of you to do more research on your own. Okay. And a lot of you don't have time. I know you're working sometimes uh, more hours on your job or some of you are working more jobs some of you are working two or three jobs just to make it these days a lot of people have to do that and it's it's a travesty you know it's not always been that way but uh the government has really screwed things up and uh and uh, that's the way it is when i was a kid you know the husband went out and work and the wife took care of the kids so um it's not that way anymore so unfortunately so folks um yeah i hope that if i can provoke people into doing research and or even just asking questions you know hmm, i wonder if what he said was true you know um, i think i'm going to look this up i'm going to get on the internet tonight and look this up um or maybe it's confirm your suspicions you know that's another thing uh, I remember when we went down to Roswell, um, I went down there for like four years, five years straight in a row. And we would always buy space in the um, convention center there and we would set up a table. Um, I think the first year I was there with Joe Jordan and uh, for the last three years I was there with Jim Wilhelmson. And um, we would set up a table and promote our books. And, but we were there to answer questions for people, anybody that came up and wanted to know. Um, our premise uh, was that you could stop alien abduction um, by using the name of Yeshua or Jesus, and that works, folks. It really does. Um, and if you want to end it all together, you form a relationship with, with Yahweh Yeshua. Um, and you do that uh, by uh, admitting that you need his help, because we all do. Yes, he may be a crutch, but if you're, if you're handicapped and you don't walk with a crutch, you're a fool. Okay. Um, I mean, unless you don't want to get around, but uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, we were there presenting stuff like that, and uh, we had more, of, of all the people that came up to talk to us, more people were Christians who had a really sneaking suspicion that alien abduction phenomena was demonic. I can't tell you how many people walked up and said, I, I never counted them. And I probably couldn't count them because there were so many people that came up. But yeah, oh, I always had a, I always had a thought that this had a, a demonic background to it, you know. And man, it was incredible. 
And we would give the literature, of course. We gave out these little anti-alien stickers. And um, but uh, it's man, I'm telling you. It, it, so if it confirms what you're thinking or what you thought or what you felt in your heart was true, if you thought that maybe the government was doing stuff to kind of get under your skin or steal stuff from you or or uh, to kill you, you know, um, as the case is these days. Um, and this show proves it to you or, or kind of confirms what you thought. Yeah, then that's great. Um, so anyway, that's the purpose that we serve. We want to inform people and we want to help people if they, you know, if they're being harassed by, by spirits or uh, alien abduction. Um, we used to have ministries that dealt specifically with that where, man, I was taking calls at three in the morning sometimes. People, oh, yeah, I just stopped an alien abduction by saying the name of Jesus. I want to thank you for that. Well, yeah, you're welcome, dude, you know. Um, or, you know, or naysayers that called up to tell us it didn't work. But uh, it was always because they were calling on the wrong Jesus. Isn't that interesting? Um, I was looking today because um, throughout the history of this country and, and basically the Christian church, um, and the history of Israel, too, um, modern Israel. Whenever there's been a, an, a prophetic event that's happened, or whenever there's been a revival, or some kind of renewal, or a, a, a brand new Christian college, maybe, or something like that, something that involves Yeshua and the Holy Spirit, um, that there's always a flap of UFO sightings. Okay, always. It's like the devil says, oh, no, there's a revival going on there. And he tries to one up God by making UFO manifestations in the sky or increasing alien abduction in that area, whatever, you know. And I did a show about this and maybe I'll do another show again because I think it's real interesting, except I have to update my data. Um, but it's... Um, I was looking because there's a, currently a new revival going on. It started in Asbury, um, Louisiana. Started at a uh, Christian high school, I think, if I'm not mistaken about that. But um, and it just started by happenstance. Well, a lot of people think it's happenstance. It was the Holy Spirit working, of course, and still is. But um, you know, it started out by one guy inviting somebody to church and then him inviting a couple of people and then so on and so on. And it was a move of God through, through his Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit. And, um, and it's still continuing. Now it's spreading out to other little areas all around Asbury, Louisiana, and all over the country for that matter, and even over the seas. Because people were flying over to the United States just to be part of this, you know? Um, I, I came out of the, uh, the revival of the 1960s and 70s, the uh, the Jesus movement, basically. Um, a wonderful time that I'll never forget and I'll always be thankful for. Such a pure faith, such a, a wonderful um, innocence, you know, that came upon a person that was very corrupt. <laughs> you know, um, and I'm just thankful for that. And that's that's one evidence I knew that it was Yahweh working. It wasn't some man or some uh, demonic thing working. It was it was definitely a move of Yahweh. And um, so anyway, I don't I haven't noticed the UFO um, flap down there yet. 
but it could be that maybe uh, Yahweh pulled a quick one on the devil and he didn't have time to organize this or, or whatever. But Gulf Breeze, the Toronto Blessing, everything like that always had a flap of U of O somewhere in the, in the area. I have a friend that lived in Ohio, Centerville, Ohio, and um, couldn't figure out why there was a flap. Uh, what was that? I can't remember, the 40s or something like that. Yeah, it was right around the time Israel was becoming a nation. Anyway, they were couldn't figure out why. And then we looked at the history, or he looked at the history, and found out that they were building a, a Christian college at the time, and it opened that year. So anyway, it was uh, it was quite interesting. But whenever you see something like that happen, look around because the, Satan is trying to one up God, and uh, unfortunately, people falls for it left and right. So. But anyway, it's it's going on almost an hour and a half now, folks, and I'm starting to get a little tired. So I got to take this thing, and then I got to download it, and then upload it to Dropbox, and turn it into an audio file, and it, it's a lot of work. So, folks, I'm going to go ahead and sign off. I want to thank you. I always have a good time when I'm here because I know that you guys are out there. I don't know exactly if you're watching or not, and I'm not on Rumble to where I can actually. I thought I was, but I guess I'm not. Uh, the show's still going to rumble, as far as I know. <clears throat> but um, I hope it is, anyway. But uh, anyway, so I'm going to get off of here. I'm going to get off of this thing and, and get to work so I can get to sleep at a decent hour tonight. <laughs> um, I'm starting to do that, and it's I'm starting to enjoy that. So um, I want to thank everybody for all their prayers from my back. Um, about... Uh, July of last year, I fell off a ladder working on this place. We renovated a garage into an apartment, or we call it a cottage. And um, I forgot about a rung on the ladder and fell on my back and broke my uh, L5 vertebrae. Um, fractured it pretty bad, a compression fracture, but uh, it's healed up from what I understand, but there's still some problems. So, uh, But the, the majority of the pain is gone. So I thank you for those who prayed for my back. I really appreciate that. And, and keep praying if, it, if you're led to, okay? Because like I said, it still hurts from time to time. Uh, pretty good. But uh, for the most part, the worst part of it's over. Um, and folks, I... If you if you feel led, go to give send go. Uh, look for opposing underscore the underscore matrix. Um, anything you can give would be appreciated. Uh, on the the eleventh uh, of next month, the bill comes for uh, the bill needs to be paid for um, the delusion resistance website, which this is part of. And um, one one exists with the other, and the other with one. You know. Um, where we go, when we go, all. That's what those the two ministries um, are are all about. But anyway, yeah. So uh, any help would be appreciated. Um, I don't like beating a dead horse, and uh, and I realize that sometimes it sounds like that. And I've come out of churches where the the centrist of the whole message has been money, 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 gimme, 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 and I don't like doing that. Um, Anyway, folks, I'm going to get off of this thing. So may um, <clears throat> Yahweh bless you and keep you. May he make his face to rise up, to light on you and rise on you and be gracious unto you. May he watch your going out and your coming in, your rising up and your lying down. May he bring you the peace that passes perfect understanding. The perfect peace that passes understanding, sorry. And uh, may he bless you with the things that you need. 
And if you're not saved, may he bring you to salvation. If you ever need to lo- know about that, go to delusionresistance.org and look up my uh, my contact information on there and write me a letter, okay? Or an email or whatever, and, uh, and we'll go from there. That way it'll be nice and private. Nobody will know you did it. And uh, I'm really good at keeping secrets, okay? <laughs> And if you do get saved, I won't say, hey, so-and-so came to the Lord today. I can't stand when people do that. Okay, anyway, um, hey, bless you folks. And uh, may Yahweh's best be upon you. I'll be here Thursday with uh, Brian. We're going to talk about World War III. Okay, so uh, be blessed. Have a good Wednesday and a Thursday, and we'll see you Thursday night, okay? Okay, Yahweh bless all of you in the richest possible manner that he's able to. Goodbye, folks. Good night.